Space gray, pink, purple, starlight, new design, modern design, air design, smaller bezels, bigger screen, 8.3 inch screen, top mounted touch ID, top mounted volume buttons, side mounted Apple Pencil 2. No smart connector, no magic keyboard, no Thunderbolt, but USB-C and landscape stereo, Wi-Fi 6, 5G, but only sub-6 5G, A15 Bionic, 5-core GPU, ultra-wide selfie cam with center stage, wide rear cam with True Tone flash, same 10 hours of battery life, 64 and 256 gigabytes of storage, and $4.99 starting price. I'm Renee Ritchie. Thanks, Maiden, for sponsoring. Hit that subscribe button so you don't miss my full review and so we can get to 300K. This is the iPad Mini 6. The iPad mini has always been a mini air, or rather the air has always been a full-sized mini. Same difference. That changed last year when the air got its home button blipping, bezel snapping, everything in perfect color balance moment redesign, but only briefly because the mini is back baby with almost exactly the same redesign this year that the air got last year. Almost because the mini being mini does change a few things like the mini having an 8.3 inch display compared to the Air's 11 inch display means the similar sized remaining bezels do look bigger and quite a bit bigger compared to the even more shrunken 11 inch pro bezels because ratios. The smaller size also means Apple had to move the volume buttons to the top next to the power button to make room for the same sized Apple Pencil 2 and its magnetic inductive charging system on the side. And I guess they could maybe have put the pencil on the opposite side, but then it would have prevented keyboard docks from working without blocking either the charging system or the volume buttons. And even though Apple hasn't been cocky enough to make their own tiny magic keyboard mini yet, you just know someone like Logitech is itching to do it. The only other downside is color, kind of. Let me explain. The mini just didn't get the complete, the full taste the rainbow this year as the Air got last year, much less the iMac got in the spring. And I personally think the mini should be every bit as fun, maybe even iPod level funner. The previous mini came in silver, space gray, and a rosy gold. This new mini comes in starlight, which is somewhere between silver and gold, space gray, pink, which is rosy if not gold, and a new pale purple. In other words, one less color than the air, which didn't get purple, got stuck to silver, but also got blue and green. Now, don't get me wrong, it's good, but it could be product red or even orange better. Because the home button got yoded and hard, Touch ID has moved to the power button, just like it did last year on the air. It's not as instant, almost as invisible as face ID when everything is perfect, but everything just has been so far from perfect for the last couple of years now, and Touch ID on the power button works a treat on the air, even with a mask on, but not with gloves on, which is only the most foundational of the many, many reasons I really wish Apple would just hurry up and include multiple biometrics in multiple devices already. Otherwise, I expect it to be as good as it is on the air. Lightning likewise got ripped and replaced with USB-C. It's standard vanilla USB-C like the Air, not tasty Thunderbolt like the Pro or the Mac, but it does open up the mini to all the USB-C peripherals available to just more general purpose computing devices. And I'm completely 100% here for it. But either way, anyway, This is totally the redesign mini lovers have been waiting for. The iPad mini is jumping from its classic 7.9 inch Steve Jobs satisfying screen size 
to a more expansive bezel-busting 8.3 inches. It's still standard dynamic range IPS LCD, not high dynamic range mini LED like the 12.9 inch iPad Pro or OLED like all recent iPhones. And mini LED would have been sensational, but would also have made it thicker and probably added a hundred bucks to the price tag. And OLED is likewise more expensive and probably just only now on the cusp of being consistent enough at bigger than phone screen sizes and Apple's enormous production scales. But I think LCD for the mini specifically right now is still the best place to be. Now the mini didn't get the slightly higher resolution that the Air got with its update, but it still has a higher density. And with P3 cinematic color gamut in 500 nits, while you won't get the inky blacks or ultra bright whites of HDR, for everything from comic books to games to photos to video streams, it should all look still really, really good, mainly due to Apple's just exemplary color calibration and management. Because go figure, pixel quality is as important as pixel quantity. Speaking of which, and surprising to no one, the Mini didn't get the up to 120 hertz ProMotion refresh rates that the pros have had for years now. The Air didn't get it last year either, so Apple is keeping that a pro feature at least for now, and probably until another major display uh, differentiator comes around so the tech can be pushed down, which is what's happened with Retina, P3, True Tone, and other tech over the years. So maybe in another couple of years. The new iPad mini has an A15 system on a chip, which is Apple's latest generation silicon IP. The five GPU core version specifically, the same one that's in the iPhone 13 Pro, or almost because it may be clocked just a little bit slower. We'll have to see. Because Apple didn't name it during the iPad mini presentation like at all, and because they didn't spend as much time on it as usual, even during the iPhone presentation, there were some Insta hot takes that were just Insta bad. And I'll get way deeper into that in my full review or probably a follow on video. So seriously hit that subscribe button, but I'm betting we see typical non-process shrink big core improvements, but also that Apple is continuing to think different and think smart about the post big core world and has spent a lot of the transistor budget this year on things like battery life and on photo and video pipelines, which includes everything from new custom encode decode blocks to new storage controllers. Now, it also means the mini currently has a newer, better processor than the Air, but the opposite was true last year. And unless and until Apple updates both the mini and the Air at the same time again, that's just always gonna be the case because of how the release schedules line up, which means ultimately only that you'll get an extra year or so out of the mini, but you had to wait an extra year or so to get it. What's the same between the mini and the Air, what stayed the same between the last and latest mini is storage, 64 and 256 gigabytes, and that's it. Now, 64 is fine for streamers and large scale deployments where a school or company or agency wants to spend as little as possible for an iPad front end to the internet, but 128 would be a sweet spot for a lot of people. And I'm sure hardcore media hitters would just love a 512 gigabyte option. There just may not be enough of them, enough of us, or maybe Apple just wants to concentrate pros on the pros. Either way, battery life is still rated at 10 hours, which is what Apple has been rating every iPad since Steve Jobs held up the original back in January of 2010. It seems like every bit of efficiency Apple ekes out of the iPad, they invest back into features, not extending battery life. So while I'd love to see a 20 hour iPad one day, I'm still not pained on just 10 hours today. The sixth gen iPad mini gets Wi-Fi 6 or 802.11ax, which is an improvement over the previous gen's Wi-Fi 5. Still no Wi-Fi 6E on any of the Apple devices, which is a six gigahertz version and the one I'm personally waiting for. If you go with the cellular version, Apple's dropping old 2G, GSM, 
edge networking, but keeping 3G UMTS, HSPA, and bumping 4G LTE from 28 to 32 bands. Also adding 5G NR, but only sub-6 5G, which is the good if slower kind, not millimeter wave, which is the obscenely fast but utterly fragile kind. And since I still don't think millimeter wave will turn into a viable mainstream consumer technology, sticking with sub-6 on the mini makes the kind of sense that just absolutely does to me. The selfie cam is getting a big, big update, or rather a wide, wide update, an ultra wide update from seven megapixels F2.2 to 12 megapixels F2.4. It's still 1080p, which seems weird given 12 megapixels, but it can do extended dynamic range now, which basically shoots at 60 frames per second, but interleaves every second frame with that enhanced data, that extended data, so you get a much richer 30 frames per second recording in the end. Also, weirdly, even though the A15 image signal processor gives fourth generation smart HDR computational photography to the iPhone 13, the iPad mini is only getting iPhone 12 style third generation smart HDR. Standard generational improvements aside, the biggest difference between the two is support for semantic rendering on multiple faces at the same time. And it might just be that the iPad mini six camera system can't pull in anywhere nearly enough data compared to the camera system on the iPhone 13 to make smart HDR4 make any difference at all. But I just wanted to note it because I am me. Now, thanks to the ultra wide update, the mini is also getting center stage, which is what Apple calls its people tracking technology. In other words, cropping down within the frame to highlight the person in it, panning and scanning to follow them around, and then widening as needed if an additional person or people enter the frame. It debuted with the iPad Pro back in April, and it's really, really great, especially for family or group calls. The rear camera is also bumping up from eight megapixel F2.4 to 12 megapixel F1.8, literally bumping as in it has a bump now. And I'm more than that not because I always want the best optics possible and the best optics usually require the most depth. And then if I really needed to, I can always just use a case to flatten it back out. Plus there's a quad LED true tone flash now as well. And I will never shame anyone, not anyone for taking photos with their iPads. Pros pay a fortune for viewfinders this size and with much, much lower build quality. So you shoot you. Also for the rear cameras, 12 megapixels does indeed bequeath 4K 60 video recording or 4K 30 with that extended dynamic range because same reasons. You can't record stereo audio with the iPad mini the way you can with the Pro, but thanks to the new speaker system, you can now play back stereo audio in landscape like you can with the new Air, which is better because TikTok style vertical video just doesn't have the same dependency on good spatial audio the way, anywhere nearly the way horizontal Hollywood video does. There's no magic keyboard for the new iPad mini, which I think everyone knew there wouldn't be, but a lot of us were kind of hoping we would see because just the idea of John Turnus's hardware team figuring out how to fit all of those keys in such a small space is exactly the kind of problem you love to see Apple swinging at. But there is the Apple Pencil too, which is a big upgrade from the original. It attaches magnetically, charges inductively, and has a capacitive button on the side so you can switch states between writing and drawing to erasing, for example. And I've been using it and loving it since 2018. So it is just, it is such a huge upgrade to me. The updated iPad mini keeps the same price for the same storage, starting at 499 for 64 gigabytes. That's $100 less than the Air. So if you were to map things out, Apple has pretty much lined up the iPads with the iPhones now. iPad 9 is a much more frequently updated, but still entry-level iPhone SE. iPad mini and iPad Air are much less frequently updated versions of the iPhone mini and iPhone not Air, nothing. iPad Pro 11 and iPad Pro 12.9 are then the iPhone Pro and the iPhone Pro Max, which 
clever Apple. Now, all the iPads did just record-breaking box office the first couple of years out because no one had one, but the update cycle quickly became much more similar to the PC update cycle. You get it, you keep it, and it works fine for like three to six years. Unless, of course, there's just some new whiz-bang feature you simply have to have. And I think the Mini actually does offer exactly that in a couple ways, from the new design, and if you're into it, the new Apple Pencil too. But that aside, my always advice remains, wait as long as you can to upgrade, upgrade when you absolutely need to, get the best you can afford, and then just enjoy the hell out of it with zero regrets because there'll always be something new and something next. It's why aside from software updates, build quality is such a priority for Apple and the iPad, just like it is with today's sponsor, Maiden, who've worked with renowned chefs and artisans to produce some of the world's best pots, pans, knives, and wine glasses, who recognizes cooking is the closest a human can ever come to actual alchemy, especially since I've been stuck at home for the last long while, and I wanted, nay, needed, to upgrade my cooking game to just beyond restaurant levels. I needed made-in quality pans that distribute heat evenly, so I can cook some eggs from stove to oven, fuss over a grilled cheese so the edges brown and crunch but don't burn, smash a burger to get that crispy, crispy lattice on the outside, but full-on caramelization still on both sides, and made-in delivers with premium kitchen tools available directly to you without the markup and with a lifetime guarantee. And right now, because you're watching this video, made-in is offering you 15% off your first order with promo code Renee. R-E-N-E. This is the best discount available anywhere online for Made In products. Just go to madeincookware.com slash Renee and use promo code Renee, R-E-N-E, for 15% off your first order. That's madeincookware.com slash Renee, promo code Renee. And clicking on that link really helps out this channel. Hit the playlist above for in-depth breakdowns on everything Apple announced today and everything we're still expecting this year. Just hit that playlist and I'll see you in the next video.